0: Amen. Kids, you are dismissed. <laughs> we bless you as God. I mean, you're welcome to stay, but it's really easier for me and for you if you head to kids' ministry. <laughs> hey, if you're new with us, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We really hope that you uh, experience God's love and His presence in our midst today and that you feel like family. I was so encouraged by josh's testimony just right there because that sounds like family you know and uh and it also sounds like a do-it-again god How I many you know a testimony is a do-it-again god and so if you're in you're in a place right now as you listen to josh's testimony you're going oh, where's my home that right there is encouragement for you to believe and receive from god for the same he is the same yesterday today and forever amen Amen. Amen. Uh, as uh, as James, James mentioned, last week Ashish preached a wonderful message on faith. And he talked about what faith is and what it's not. He talked about how faith is not something static, it's active. And how faith is not just a mental ascent, but it's, it's something that uh, we are to experience. It's an experience of things hoped for. Uh, And today with the message, I just felt like we should continue in that vein. Uh, And I want to talk to you about not so much the what of faith, but the why of it. Uh, What is the purpose of faith? Why do we need faith? And the title of today's message is On the Receiving End. On the Receiving End. Uh, I turned 40 this past week. And uh, I know, yeah. And I, I, they say 20 or 40 is the new 20. And uh, I feel like that most often. I feel 20, except when I'm around other 20-year-olds, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm 40. <laughs> but uh, this week I was flooded with, with calls and texts and emails and messages and gifts and surprises uh, from all kinds of people, and I felt so loved. And uh, being on the receiving end of a blessing is an incredible thing it is a, a wonderful thing it is a surprising thing at times and it's also a humbling thing at times but when it comes to following jesus being on the receiving end is an essential thing for us as believers we have got to learn how to receive and just in worship today as we were worshiping i was like lord teach us more how to receive teach us how to receive from you because i firmly believe that the problem that we often often see of of a lack of fruit in our own lives or a lack of power in a church's ministry is not because of their heart or because of their efforts it's because they don't know how to receive we've got to learn how to receive because you cannot enter into the kingdom of god or live life in god's kingdom apart from receiving Jesus, in uh, before the Passover, he's at a meal with his disciples, and as as they're having their meal, he, he wraps a towel around his waist, he takes off his, his outer garment, and he fills a bucket with water, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. And, and he comes around to Peter, he gets to Peter, and, and he goes to wash his feet, and he says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And and Jesus says to him, you don't realize what I'm doing right now, but but later on you'll understand it. And Peter says, no, 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 you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says this, he says, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Peter, you got to receive. And that's for each and every one of us, the truth. Jesus says, I I, I tell you, uh, unless... You receive the kingdom of God like a little child, you shall not enter it. The only way into God's kingdom and the only way to live in the kingdom of God is by means of receiving it. We've got to receive it. Jesus says of his own people, the the Bible says, John says, he came to those who, who were his own, but his own did not receive him. But he says to those who did receive him, To those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Now I know that it's more blessed, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive, but until I learn to receive, I will have nothing of, of eternal value to actually give. It starts with learning how to receive and I really believe that there is more that God has in store for us as individuals I don't know about you but I know that's the case for me I'm I'm certain it's the case for you I'm certain it's the case for us as a church there is more of God for us to know there is more of him for us to encounter there is more blessings in Christ that we have yet to realize and yet to experience together as a community God has more in store for us and the key to us experiencing the more is in us receiving it. Last week I was, I was taking some time to walk and talk with Jesus. I love when I pray to walk, it just helps to keep me focused and I love being outside with Jesus and so we're walking down the road and we're talking together and I was talking to Jesus about freedom. And I was just talking to him about just different areas of my life where I want to experience his freedom more, right? You know, the Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, but we're all on this journey to experiencing what what God has, has given us through Christ, right? And so I'm just praying about this and I'm talking to God about freedom and areas where I want to be free. And in the midst of that, he asked me this question. He said to me, do you actually believe, do you actually believe that I'm able to do this? Like, what do you mean? I'm talking about, and he said it again. Do you actually believe that I'm able to do this? And it made me stop and reflect on what I was saying and where my heart was at. You know, and I I think it's so easy for us at times to, to pray prayers or to sing songs and to not actually stop and go, am I expecting right in this moment, right here, right now, that the very thing I'm asking God for is the very thing that he is ready, willing, and able to give me? Are you with me? You know, it's one, thing, it's, it's one thing to ask for it. It's another thing to actually believe Him for it and to expect that we are going to receive it from Him. And I can ask and I can sing and I can pray about something all day long, but until I position my heart to actually receive of that thing, I'm not going to enter into the blessing of it. I need to receive it. This is what James talks about. He says in James 1, verse verses five to eight it says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you but when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do so at the start of James, he's talking about trials and temptations, and he says, count those trials joy, because it, it, what it produces in you is perseverance, and that perseverance all ultimately leads you to becoming mature and complete in Christ. But then he says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask for it, and God gives it generously without finding fault. But when you ask, believe. Believe that you have received it. And he moves on from wisdom to say, if anything, talking about anything, you know, if if anyone asks for anything, but they don't actually believe, they shouldn't expect to receive anything from God, right? In order to receive, the foundation of it is us actually believing God for it, choosing to believe. It's kind of like, how many of you have, uh, have gift cards? I like a good gift card. Uh, I received a bunch of gift cards and I regularly have gift cards in my wallet and somewhere at home in various places if you're anything like me. And those gift cards are great and there's, uh, there's blessing there, but how many know for me to actually experience the benefit of it, I first need to redeem that gift card. I, I need to cash it in, right? until i i actually use that card all it is is a potential blessing it's not actually a received one for us as believers the bible says praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ jesus you don't just have one gift card you got all of them in christ every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms is ours in christ jesus But it doesn't mean that I'm living out of the experience of those blessings, and that's the place of faith. That's the place of asking, and believing, and receiving of those blessings within my life. I gotta receive it. I was thinking this week about a story in uh, John chapter five of this crippled man. And in, uh, in verse one of John five it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda which is five roofed colonnades and in these lay a multitude of invalids blind lame and paralyzed it says one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years and when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there for a long time he said to him you want to be healed And the sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed, and he walked. I was thinking about this story when it comes to receiving from God. And I was thinking about the fact that, you know, here's a a situation where there's this crippled man who's been crippled for 38 years. And the Bible says as Jesus came to this pool of Bethesda, there were multitudes of people there, right? There were multitudes of lame and blind and paralyzed people that that were there, sick people at this pool. But the Bible says that Jesus saw this man. He saw him in the midst of the multitudes, and he knew him. I just want to encourage you today that if you're here and you feel alone in what you're going through right now, God sees you, and he knows you. He knows you. God sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and he is ready, willing, and able through Christ Jesus to meet whatever need you find yourself in. It's interesting to me that that Jesus asks this crippled man this question do you want to be healed or another translation would say do you want to be whole or do you want to be well it seems like a strange question I mean what do you, what do you mean do you want to be do you want to be healed uh, isn't it obvious it kind of it kind of even seems almost like like insensitive or rude but really, it's an, it's an important question. And the reason why this question is important is because it reveals how God works. It reveals what's, what's required. You see, God doesn't force his agenda on us, right? God works through partnership, right? It's not a question of whether Jesus can heal this man. It's not even a question of whether his heart is to do so. It's a question of whether or not this man is actually willing to receive it. He's got to receive it. And if we are to receive from God, my friends, let me tell you, it doesn't happen by accident. It, you know, it, it, it happens because we've made the choice, as Ashish talked about last week, to believe. We've made the choice to believe. There are many people that live their lives in such a way with that mindset of, if I'm going to receive anything, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But how many you know, that doesn't require faith at all. That's not actually faith, Right? Some people live their lives in such a way that if it's going to happen, I've got to make it happen. Or, or, or as the man of the story, uh, if it's going to happen, I need somebody else to make it happen, right? Or, or maybe even out of a place of this is how it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, all that is is misplaced faith. It's faith in the wrong thing or the wrong one. And if we were to receive from God, it starts with coming to the end of ourselves and coming to Him and putting our faith in Christ and Christ alone. Either He is the one thing needed or He's not. Either in Him there is no lack or or not. Either He supplies all my need or not. Are you with me? I also see in the story that a lot of times it may not look like what we expect. I think sometimes when we when we come to uh, when we think about receiving from God, we've already painted a picture of what that looks like and how God's going to go about doing that within our life, right? How He's going to go about meeting that need. But what I see in this story is the fact that Jesus didn't just just meet this cripple's need in the way that He thought. He's waiting for somebody to come. He's like, "Sir, I have nobody to help me into this pool. Are you going to help me into this pool?" And Jesus says, "Take up your mat and walk." Right? It's certainly not in the way that. He expected. And I think that's often the case in our lives is that we can get caught up in expecting God to do certain things and miss out on the blessing, receiving his blessing, because we've we've dictated how he's going to provide for us in that. I want to take the rest of our time today to just talk about some some keys, some some practical ways that I think each one of us can grow in positioning ourselves to receive from God, to better receive from God because it's not a one-time thing. It starts with entering into his kingdom. The only way in is by receiving. And I just wanna encourage you, if you're here today, that's good news for you if you've never received of him before, right? The kingdom of God and entering into his kingdom is not something we work for, it's not something we earn, it's not something we deserve, it's something that we receive by faith and faith alone. God, we could not come to God so God came to us and he's paid our debt in full. On the cross he took the punishment for our sin so that by faith we could come to him and we could know him for ourselves and if you don't know him and you've never received him today is a great day for that and I would encourage you to invite him into your life as your Lord but it's not just a one-time thing it's an ongoing process of continuing out of that place of receiving and believing and receiving and believing So I just want to give you guys some tips on how how we can position ourselves to better receive. And I think the first thing that it begins with is, number one, we need to stop what we're doing. We need to stop what we're doing. We need to stop trying to figure it out, stop trying to do it on our own strength, and to recognize our need to receive. As Ashish talked about last week, faith starts with, with coming to that place of surrendering, to God it's a place of surrender and it's only out of that place that we that we can begin to receive from him as we acknowledge our need the Christian life is one of dependency and it's one of growing increasingly dependent and learning what it means to be dependent on Christ and I'm I'm ever so slowly slowly learning that apart from Christ I can actually do nothing you know and and if what I'm doing is causing me stress or anxiety if what I'm doing is is taking away my peace and my joy then chances are I'm doing it out of the flesh and I'm not doing it out of dependency on him I need to stop and I need to acknowledge my need that's where it begins secondly come to Christ come to Christ what we find what, when we find ourselves in need, come to Christ, Jesus says, All you who are thirsty, come he says if you 're tired and weary, come, you want to receive from him, come to him, and for us as believers, yeah, we have come to him, but it's so much of it is also recognizing how he 's coming to us, that he has come to us, that he has that God has supplied our every need in christ and and, and rather than then you know, in the midst of recognizing a need or or feeling frustrated and like there's a lack in my life right now, and, and moving into a place of distraction or busyness, it's it's about stopping and coming to him. It's about focusing on him. It's about in the midst of whatever you're doing, having Christ be bigger than whatever it is that you're going through. Being more aware of him, more aware of his presence than whatever it is that you're facing in that moment. That's why the author of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It's about acknowledging him, acknowledging what we have in him. You don't receive your need by looking at what you don't have. We receive by looking at him by coming to him third thing know who you are know who you are if you want to receive from god a key part of that is in knowing who you are you're not some enemy of god you're not some outcast from him you're his child you are his friend and out of that place god loves to give good gifts to his children right matthew 7 Jesus says this Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? He's your Father he's our father and he loves to give gifts to his children if you find yourself in need God's not intentionally withholding stuff from you he's not going ah, figure it out yourself no good good luck with this one he is ready willing and able to meet that need and he has met that need through Christ Jesus and for us it's about recognizing who we are as his kids and the fact that we are in Christ and as I said before, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms is ours in Christ. The more that I'm aware of that, and the more that I acknowledge that, the more that I receive of those blessings within my life. Whatever is His is yours. Fourthly, ask for what you need. Ask for what you need. John 16, 24, Jesus turns to His disciples at one point, and He says, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask for and you will receive that your joy may be complete. God wants to walk for us to walk in fullness of joy. God wants for us to, to experience and live in joy. And for that joy to be a witness to the world of his goodness and his grace within our lives. One of the ways in which we experience that joy is through receiving from him. And the way in which we receive is by asking. He says, until, you, until now you haven't asked for anything. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be complete. James 4 verse 2 says, you have not because you ask not. And fifthly, stand on his word. Stand on his word. If we're to receive from God, as I said to you before, it doesn't happen by accident, but it happens by faith. And as she said last week, faith looks like something it's not a passive waiting it's an active step in the case of this crippled man who'd been crippled for 38 years you know faith looked like standing on Jesus's word that when Jesus said take up your mat get up and walk that even sit there and go oh but there's nobody to help me into the pool right it's responding in faith it's stepping out on in faith based on Jesus's words And for us in that place where we may may see an apparent lack or we may feel like we have a need right now, part of what we need to do is to stop, is to come to Christ, is to ask Him, what are you saying? What's your word? What's your promise? What can I hold on to? And then what can I do? How can I walk out this promise in my life right now? You know, as God was asking me the question about, do you actually believe that I'm able to? To, to do this right now in terms of me walking in greater freedom in my life right? I began to just dream with him What does that look like and what and what would it mean and, and God? What are some steps that I can take here to actively live this out? How can I believe you? What does it look like for me to believe you right now and? That's true for each one of us is that there are steps that we need to take if we actually believe him And what we're asking him for, that we take that step of of faith and obedience in what he calls us to do. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna close with this. Because I you know, I feel like for each one of us in our lives right now, there's more. And at times, it's easy to go through the motions. At times, it's easy to be distracted. At times, it's easy to get caught up in the things of this world. But God has so much more in store for us that he wants to give us, and he wants for us to experience. He wants for us to receive from him. This week, I was thinking about... uh, these, these books that I, I read my kid through the pandemic, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia uh, from C.S. Lewis. And uh, one of the last books, I think it, actually it is the last book, it's called The Last Book, The Last Battle. Uh, there, it, it's a little bit heavier on the theology in the book than the story, I would say. But there's this part at the end of that, that book where uh, the characters have entered into heaven if you will paradise and and aslan or or god has opened the door for for people to come in right and uh and i believe it's lucy who is looking through this door and she's looking back at these these dwarves and she's like Look, aslan what about them can't they come in too and and in the story aslan creates this beautiful feast for them in the midst of this barn He sets before them all kinds of cakes and wine and things like that. And in the story, what what we find them doing is is they're they're complaining about it. And what what they're seeing is not cakes and wine, but like moldy turnips and stale bread. And at the end, you you find the the dwarves going, the dwarves are, are for the dwarves, and they fail to enter in. Even though there's a feast set before them, they don't actually receive it. There is a feast for us in Christ. Church, he wants for us to feast on him. He wants for us to be satisfied by him. That we would live a life of fullness. That we would live a life of joy. That we would live a life of dependency on him and receiving our every need. Are you with me? And so I just want to encourage you, I want to encourage us as a church, let's position ourselves to receive. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit at work among us. I thank you for your word, oh God. Jesus, that you said, ask and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. that everyone who asks receives. And so God, today we come before you, once again as a church, and we ask, O oh Lord, for your Holy Spirit to bring refreshment. We ask for your Holy Spirit to bring renewal. We ask for your Holy Spirit to bring revival in our hearts that you would stir our desires and our affections for you, Jesus, and for you alone. Jesus, I ask that burdens would be lifted, that heaviness would come off, that hearts would hunger and thirst for you, and that we as a people would receive, that we would receive, and our testimony would be fullness in you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for each one in this room that that has specific areas of need right now. And Lord, together we agree that you are enough, that you are enough, that you will supply our every need. And Lord, together we ask for breakthrough in those areas where breakthroughs are needed. Freedom and deliverance in those places where they're, they're still needed, oh God. And that we would grow together to completeness in you, Jesus, for the glory of your name. Lord, teach us to receive. And thank you, Lord, that you've made all yourself available to us. Help us to believe it. Help us to receive it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Well, Greg, thanks for that message. It was wonderful. And uh, may we, you know, we, we've had these messages on faith, that faith is a gift we've got to receive. Greg talking about our, our need to receive. And it's the incredible thing about the life in Christ is that it really is about us positioning ourselves in this place of receiving from him what it is that we need and us participating in this amazing relationship with God. There's some really deep stuff that Greg had shared with us today. And so I just encourage you to re-listen to that, that we just let these messages go, go deeply into us so they become what we live and how we live as a community. You guys, have a wonderful week. Again, sorry we're not doing the picnic today, but have a wonderful time connecting with each other after the service. There's coffee cookies at the back. And uh, we will, we'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week. Take care.